Hi there! Welcome to this very special episode of Fantasy for the Ages, where a father, a son, and you know, some other people sit down and talk about fantasy books. I'm the son of that equation, Zach. And I'm the father, Jim. Thanks for being with us here again today. I'm self-consciously wondering now if my wife is sitting here next to me going, oh, there he goes with his presentation voice again. Yes. Basically, yes. <laughs> we are thrilled to be with you again today for the final, the long-awaited, the you-thought-it-was-never-going-to-happen third episode of our Mistborn trilogy. Because Judy and Rach have both finished just recently... <laughs> Uh, don't let them lie to you. They both finished this a while ago now, but we've been busy and we're like, hey, we're all here in New Orleans. Let's do this together. I remember how when this was first being talked about that we'd eventually do this final book. Rachel was like, yeah, I think I'll have it done by Thanksgiving. I did. It's was, not Thanksgiving yet. That was yet. almost a year ago when she was talking about. It's was, not Thanksgiving yet. I think that was the previous <laughs> book she was going to get done by Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's just funny. It could. They're been all the one, same though. now. I feel like I'm studying for a test and I haven't attended class in a while. <laughs> I'm just like cramming now. We'll, we'll get to the content in a little while here, but you know, first off, Zach, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. It's decent weather here in new orleans wait you're in new orleans we are in new orleans we're in new orleans we all are in new orleans none of us are in our normal places Uh, the tail end of our vacation here it's been quite nice i've probably gained like 50 pounds you could use to gain at least (laughs) 25 yeah not in that part of my body when it's all just right here because the food's that good hey hey i didn't say a thing (laughs) But no, it's been good, and it's been good seeing family. Yeah, it's been nice to have a, a full week of vacation, just having got away and done nothing but wake up when we feel like, go do whatever we want, eat, sleep, and be merry. Now, I will put an addendum in there, wake up whenever you guys feel like. We would sleep half the day away and have been choosing not to. I, as usual, have been normally the first one up. It's just my pattern, because especially on vacation, I'm like, I do not want to sleep the day away. So I've gotten up and edited my podcasts, kicked off Tri-Reader Tournament, and read books. That all works for vacation. Judy, how about you? How you doing? I'm on vacation. Woo! Woohoo! Enough said. said. Yeah, <laughs> Rach, how about you? I had class during vacation. Oh, she's been the one person who's had to actually kind of work while we've been away. Well, y'all... They weren't supposed working. to. They weren't supposed to. Well... I also wasn't supposed to. Did I? Maybe a little bit. But yeah, uh, but I finished a big project or at least half of a big project. So that's, you know, good. And I, this is my first time in New Orleans. So Dang. also a good time. Very nice. This next part then is we'd say what we're drinking, but uh, we've been in New Orleans for a week. We're kind of saturated. Yeah. When we say what have we been drinking, what have we not been drinking? Um, responsibly, mostly. What we, we, yeah, what because we, we don't have a car. Drinking? I mean, you have a car. I have a car that you blew the tire out of. But that was before I got here. There was no drinking involved. And he changed it on his own. I had to kick a tire iron a couple times. But otherwise. So thanks for teaching. Oh, wait, you didn't. Hey, I kind of gave you some help. (laughs) Some pointers. Not on that one. (laughs) (laughs) But what have you had to drink already today? Um, 
I had Dr. Pepper. Have we had juice today? No. I don't think so. Wow. This is going to be we a had, boring episode. We've had coffee and Dr. Pepper. I've had a Sazerac and coffee. water and coffee. But there is more to come this evening. Oh, I, yeah. I drank more than I had all week last night. So. <laughs> so you didn't need anything. The fact drink. that you saw me as early as you did, <laughs> which keep in mind was not that early. But. Judy, you have anything to drink? I tried Pim's Cup today. Oh, How'd that go? Mm. How'd that go? Tasty. It's very light. Oh, refreshing. That's that's one with cucumber, right? Yes. I'm going to have to politely decline, but I support you. <laughs> so I don't know some of these beverages. Pim's Cup is well known at one of the particular key historic restaurants in the French Quarter. Azarac, that is drink of New Orleans. Officially. Official beverage state legislation. So that's kind of cool. And I'm stocking my bar to make more of them once I get home. <laughs> what we've really gathered here now for this episode is to wrap up the opening trilogy, the Mistborn, Aaron, three books, which is kind of cool for where this is coming out because the final book of Aaron 2 is about to drop. It's about to be a lot of people have been reading this. Getting ready for Lost Metal Book Four. So what you're telling our timing was impeccable. I was not slowing down. I was just setting you. Let's go with that. Sure. That's just make me feel a little better. Clarification, my brain. Lost Metal Book Four or Book Five? Five. Four. Go to their Twitter. It's four. And tweet that. Because I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. No, because there's there's Alloy of Law, there's Shadows of Self, and there's Bands of Mourning. Yeah. Now the Lost Metal. Four. Okay. Ah. So it's a. Quadrilogy, or be the there was word. a different name. Some people call four cycles, but I don't think that's. I that. thought it, I think there was, was a tetralogy. Things. Tetralogy was the other name for it. Could probably say that I wouldn't. Well, I thought you looked it up though once and you found well, that for us. Tetra is four, so that would so make sense. We like. I like quadrilogy, Judy. Tetralogy, quadrilogy. It's four books. It's four books. That's you got it from Judy. There you go. Four books. All right, so you finished this book. Now, we're not going to go over the first two books again, but there were things that needed to happen. Pause. Important notice. If you Spoilers! Haven't, if you haven't read the first <laughs> If you haven't read two? the first three books, yeah. don't, don't watch this. All three. All three. Yeah. All three of Mistborn. You got to read that first era before watching or listening to this. We usually are spoiler light. That's not the case today. This today is not will a be spoiler full event. spoil. Then we won't spoil anything about Era 2. Because they haven't read Era 2. I can't spoil much about Era he 2. Hasn't read Era 2. I will try to do my best not to spoil too much Cosmere related that is unrelated to this here. I will also say Secret History. No spoils there. I'm not going to go into that because these two haven't read that. Judy's going, to Secret History? What are you talking about? That's arguably Era 1. Hmm. But. So. This isn't a book review. No. This is oh, about you. the experience <laughs> of having read Mistborn. The book report you'll be graded later on. Listen, um, y'all have been talking back and forth about what a four book series is called. Yeah, I'm up. just still reading. Like, I'm not reading. I finished. <laughs> He's I not really this. done, as it I, turns no, out. No, stop. I finished it in June. <laughs> Don't tease it too much. I'm the only one she'll feel comfortable hitting with that book. It's well. a thick book, too. It's not as thick as the second one, which we all know how I feel about the second one. Wait, isn't that the first book? No. no just kidding. Just kidding. 
Somebody hit him. So I was I was like, if it is, it has a lot of spoilers. So what is the name of this book? This is The Hero of Ages, the final book in the Mistborn trilogy, if you are unaware of what you were listening to. So hashtag not an ad. Who is the hero of ages? Shoot, we should probably know it's that. a good huh? question. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder. Oh, we're actually pop quizzing this? I'm it's really been. asking you. Oh, it's Vin. I thought you were nope. just being sarcastic. What are you talking about? That's just not right. It's not Vin. Oh, are you talking about how Sazed? Really, Sazed is the real and Well, okay, so but here's the thing. He had technically been originally given the title of announcer, and then it was later discovered because he was announcing Vin as the Hero of Ages. He was just wrong. Yes. Yes. He was just wrong. From looking back on it, what people thought they were, wrong. Totally wrong. Well, see, so I don't even think of him as the Hero, of, is ages the hero of Ages So this series Good starts out as yeah. you got this dude named Kelsier who's going to be the hero who's going to step up and lead the people back to where they need to be and solve the problem and take down the Lord Ruler. And obviously, that didn't work out that way. Yeah, kind of did. Uh, I mean, okay. He, he just didn't get to see it. Then Kelsier's out of the way. Some people going, is he really? For a while. But, okay. Kelsier's out. <laughs> Siri is looking for Sears now. I don't know what that is. Uh, oh, you're gonna have to look hard. She actually said, "I can't find Sears," and that's actually appropriate. It doesn't yeah, exist yeah. anymore. Yeah. So, um, At least then Vin steps up, and it looks like Vin is maybe the one who's gonna be the leader and solve things. And it, it's understandable. Say Zed would be confused, thinking Vin is is the one, right? Well, everybody was because the Condra did too and they were the ones kind of keeping all of the secrets if you will it's okay i was cheering for marsh to become the hero of ages the whole time I, no i'm kidding no. i'm kidding no. no that that poor man though yeah yeah so through the ringer before we talk more about this hero of ages thing then can you just in the simplest little bit you know if someone says what the heck is this book about what would you say i did the it last time it's on kinda, duty kind of break it down <laughs> oh goodness it's you finished in June. I don't remember when yeah. I finished this book. It was um, so long ago. Ellen, uh, um, Ellen's in charge. There's a bunch of wars being waged. Vin is talking to Ruin, which is this looming figure. People think they're getting more powers. People think Kelsier's back. A lot of people die, and Cezanne becomes a god. Kind of end of world. Yeah. Period. Apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. Mm -hmm. It's a very much an apocalyptic book mm -hmm. of that everything's dead, died. Oh, there's a sprout of hope. Um, mm -hmm. Now, ironically, this is already something that be, could be called dystopian apocalyptic literature. Do we, do we know that entirely when we're reading this trilogy? I would argue yes. I think we do. I have we, no frame of The reference. world used to be different, and now we've got this world of ash and, and everything. I do believe that is how fantasy fiction typically works. Yes. So it was already post-apocalyptic. Right, and now, and now there's now a new apocalypse, but new it seems to be taking it somewhere better. Because, I mean, True. the result at the end is, oh, grass, butterflies. Yeah, I'm like, the apocalypse whatever. isn't taking it better. It just kind of at the end. I mean, it, it resets. Yeah, the very yes. end, the entirety of what was building throughout the entire trilogy doesn't count because we just changed it all. Yeah, yeah. Everything that was is now clean slate. Let's start over again. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like a book I've, I've heard of before. Sounds like, sounds like something familiar. Not that I'd really know, but, you know, the wheel of time turns. Stuff repeats it just starts the same thing over we gotta get you reading this book <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, that's nice how try. you explain that's how nice it try. was explained to me i'm not a good person well, in the sense of 
it has different ages on here. Now, it's not wrong. Notably, well, since I'm, the last time we had an episode here, I still have not read. You have more. read now almost all of them. She's almost done with Towers of Midnight. She's got one more after that. What? I'm, a, I'm halfway through book how thirteen. Do you, how do you? You're over halfway. I know how. I'm you not. How I'm not. Free I'm not taking class. So when I come home from my forty hours of work. I can like, <laughs> like okay, hours fifty or sixty oh, hours. Thank you. Then First I can audio. and actually I like sit and read and you know I don't have friends. It's a stressful. So I just read. Hey, it's okay. You've got twenty. <laughs> she to doesn't have friends. What about chop liver? You've got twenty to thirty no. years before you even have to start them because it took him that long to convince her. True. It took you about one night to convince me to read these. I so. just had to be very drunk. So drunk. <laughs> So, Sounds like a story for another know, time. Do you not know that story? We yeah, the story's out there, isn't it? You don't you know? We that talked story. about I, I've it. Heard on, it. Even yes. the podcast okay. knows yes. the story. Okay. Okay. Right. The podcast knows the story. It was a while ago. So, how did we get to the point of there being this actual new apocalypse to move on to a brand new era? Can you at least fill us in on the details there? So, I mean, I can't remember the actual name of Ruin's counterpart. Preservation. Thank you. Preservation and ruin. So ruin was slowly but surely taking over preservation because there was some sort of promise that ruin would allow preservation to work as long as he was able to, they, this entity was able to then ruin, but then preservation trying to string things along, giving little parts of themselves, creating allomancy, just kind of doing everything they can to extend it. But then, of course, there's the hierarchy of Alamancy and this whole rigmarole into apocalypse stuff. Do you know, because I like most of the things you said. <laughs> For weird reasons, I don't actually like you saying preservation creating Alamancy. But we can go into that another well, time, like, maybe. He didn't, like, formally create. No, he didn't do it on purpose. But, like, giving a piece of himself, oh. themselves. I, I don't know why I'm gendering in a, a concept. But, like giving a piece of it happened the it resulted in alamancy it didn't what is create can you name the one major thing that preservation did with as little of ruins influence as possible probably not that did technically like upset that balance and break that promise probably not Blank stare here to dead air time y'all were, were the ones on, that Zach. when i finished it in june you're like oh we'll wait till november it'll be fine People. People was the problem. I thought the whole point was that they were that preservation was allowed to create people as long as ruin was allowed to ruin people. Well, and that was kind of the thing. They made all these things together. They can make and then ruin. And then preservation was like, but I'm going to make people. And I don't want people to get ruined one day. Yeah. I was talking about that, though. Yeah. People are the problem. People are always the problem. What? People are the problem. You've got it from fantasy for the ages. You've, yeah, you heard it here first, folks. But yeah, that's, I mean, lore-wise, that's in kind of condensing In the lore. It's kind of condensing it to the concept of ruin and preservation so being a balance. That there's, a lot of, there's a lot of battles. There's a lot of fights and things that happen throughout the story. And people can read it. You should read it. It's a good book. It was a good book. Get into the climactic ending. How does things get flipped so instead of Vin winning the day, it falls to Sazed? Well, Vin dies. Why? Wasn't she decapitated? No, Ellen was decapitated. Somebody was decapitated. 
I think technically Marsh was decapitated as Ellen I was dying. Marsh decapitated Ellen. They killed each other, kind of thing. Yeah, it's a mutual killing, if you will. I mean, the actual part of it was. And Vin went out in a. But Vin a and rage. Ellen almost. Yes, actually. It, but it was almost on their part. To me, it seemed more sacrificial of them giving themselves. I mean, you know, doing the fight that they did. So that says it had this chance to do what he did mm-hmm. to create. I mean, they you know, they find them in the field with their hands held or whatever. To me, that reattached. was. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> okay, we did this. We did what we had to do for humanity to, to go on so that says could do what he needed to do for this mm-hmm. to happen. If I remember correctly, I don't remember how it all went down. Says so. mentions in his letter that. Vin and Ellen had the chance to come back and went, nah, nah, we're good. That is accurate. It's like, so like what, we did our thing. No, nah, we're going on. What, we're done. Is it every D&D spell that you can bring somebody back from the dead? They if have to be willing. willing. Yeah. And they're not, well, they, they were, were free. Not willing. They were happy to be free. Honestly, I'd be so exhausted I too. Be free. So and that was kind of the thing. They spent years like a bluebird. doing okay. this constant struggle, getting through this mess, and they're done. Me too. So, because Seized makes a different choice, he's totally not done. Nope. No. So, what happens because Seized accepts what comes to him then? What, what What's the deal now? And essentially, godhood. Essentially. I mean, yeah. yeah. Essent- like, yeah. Like, not... Okay, you gotta, gotta kind of run things now and make sure it works. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. So, so, what happened to Ruin? He got deaded. Well, at some point, there was like a fifth sort world. Well, the so vessel the, did. Yes. I was about to say, there was some point where there was some sort of, I, I don't know if I'd call it a, a physical representation. because An was, avatar? Yeah, that, that would work. Some sort of, yeah, a just like entity, but more physical. As the entity that was utilizing the power of ruin was yes. gone, dead. But the power of ruin has to go somewhere. I don't know why it was important that he was a redhead. I also don't know why I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Like they, I, can, they, I can admit I didn't was, remember there it was, was a redhead. Like specific, like Brandon Sanderson was like, oh, we see a male figure and he has red hair. It's like, why does that, why is that important? Is that, is that hating on gingers? I guess so. Ouch. I swear, I, I'm not no, making you're not it wrong. up. I'm, I'm pretty not sure making you're right. it up. Brandon, if, if we just misread because that, hit us up. I'm Let pretty us know. sure uh, earlier we see preservation's vessel, if you will. Like um, I think it's just a like an indescript, undescript. Definitely not a ginger. Uh, not a ginger. Brunette, like just boring looking. So that checks out. What happened to preservation? I mean, he kind of just like was was just kind of like finally, and then was able to relinquish. It felt like, at least that's what it felt like, if I remember correctly. Just the idea that preservation had been giving so much to continue humanity people literally giving parts of itself to humanity ruin was ruined (laughs) Um, (laughs) and preservation was like cool and then was was like cool you have fun bye i'm done i did my thing so the power of ruin the power of reservation preservation did i say reservation reservation Reservation. the power of preservation both powers are released and go into sazed says it has it all it blends combines becomes you said a god and has a new name miss that 
or don't remember that. I think it's mentioned in here. Yeah. I couldn't tell you if it's mentioned in here. I the think good it's news right is at the I end. can. I think it's right at the end. Well, with this She's going to look because if we'll not, see. you'll have to read Era too. <laughs> well, I was I was looking for the ginger thing. But yeah, I can look at that too. Although that's real gripping for them. Let me look real quick because no. I know what I'm looking for. And well, Zach can question you I found the thing. Also, the fact that his the letter from Cezed opens with I am, unfortunately, the hero of ages is kind of devastating. Mm -hmm. Bring them back. What contains a short record of events that led to history? Don't, don't give me that. Well, his point was just we know what word. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Zach, ask them something. <laughs> <laughs> what like, you're such a good host. Is that? <laughs> if you wanted to leave, you could ask him something and I could look. Now I do. Okay. Um, <laughs> where were we? I was less surprised and taken back by Ben dying and like mm -hmm. not being the, I mean, not being the hero of ages than I was Kelsey or dying in the first book. Like when Ben died, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> when Kelsey died, I was like, oh my god. Let's go a couple of key fun moments here just to see. Do you remember them? Did you think they were cool? It's not there. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, so um, before he answers that, I will just reference the fact. Okay, so the hero of ages. Says that is the hero of ages. He said he's God. Uh, god needs like, a name. Functionally. There I'm is no name yet, but there is an era too, and gods tend to go on. So foreshadowing, eventually says that the hero of ages will have a name. And it he's won't be Seizet because he's not really Seizet anymore. He is surpassed Seizet. He, he has grown he beyond what he was. The path of him questioning religion mm -hmm. in its entirety, not just like specific Yeah, he religions. lost faith for a while there, for like, sure. Pretty much the entire book. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Like going from complete loss of faith, which was also sad because you could also tell that he didn't want to lose his faith. He just lost the woman that he loved, which corrupt not corrupted his faith, but kind of shattered it. Mm -hmm. Going from somebody who completely lost faith, which they dedicated their entire existence to, to becoming functionally a god that is inevitably going to be worshipped, especially having been the hero of ages turned Rightfully whatever this so, is. I guess, uh, right? Listen, Say Zed was objectively one of the best characters. Like in, in the sense that, sorry, if you disagree with me, that's fine. You're entitled You're to wrong. your wrong opinion. But with that, he just, the way he was written, the way he cared about others, the way he went about things, I just found him to be one of the most objectively good characters. Both good in the sense of like morality and just a well done character or just a well done person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well done in being medium rare. Yeah. Well, correct, of course, because that's the only way to do anything. So you had a question, Zach. You had pitched to them. Yeah, I was just going fun key moments, uh, yeah. big things. First off, one of the biggest that sticks out in my mind, just because I love the cinematic quality, Credit Shaw. Big thing in the capital, right? Mm -hmm. Is gebroked. What a word. Do you know what I'm talking about? Has it been too long since you read it? Uh, I have too long. Luke, Are you talking about the, the whole, the buildings itself? Yes. Yeah. The building when they the Lord Ruler, yeah, kind of went and just. I mean, you know. Ben blows it all up. Yeah, that was in this book. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, to be fair, like oh, they blend start together a too bit. long yeah. and they blend together. I feel like the I'm way sorry. it's written, it also just like. So other big moments, things that you remember um, that you do remember that you really liked in this book. 
Oh, dude, we have summaries of the previous books. Oh, but we're not talking about Why the previous didn't we books. Go through this? <laughs> but this was so. This would have been so. Why didn't y'all tell me about this? Not you, uh, them. Not I you. Was like, I didn't have this. Not them. I don't know what you're talking about. Them. Anything to do with Tensoon. Y'all know how I feel about Tensoon. He can. I they can do whatever. I just absolutely. So phenomenal. So um, yes, talk to us about Tensoon. We love Tensoon. You, I just that poor no, puffer. Stop. But not really. Yes, really. Nothing can happen if there's not at least one person willing to go against the current. And he was literally the one Chandra that was willing to go against literally the entire, I mean, I don't know if I'd call it a religion, but the, the creed of the of his race. Um, yeah. And also just the hierarchy that's described in their society. Mm-hmm. Even going against it, I was astounded at how disrespected he was. Mm. Because he was, what, second generation? Maybe uh, third. I think he was, was third. But that's still high that's up there. Still, There's like yeah. 12 generations. The firsts were not seen from very much. They were way up in the shadows. The seconds were ruling the up councils. And jerks. Third. Jerks. That's what they were. Yeah, second, second generation were jerks. were jerks. Absolute jerks. Sorry, I was still looking about the description of Ruin because I think it's funny. Anyway, <laughs> it, it kind of in a way made me happy that Tensoon describes like missing the dog bones because he was so anti dog bone for a while. Like well, he yeah, they got used to him. Well, he wanted to got used to him. Yeah, it was the fact that he was like, okay, maybe this was a good idea. You know, a dog's life is awesome, basically. Our dog's life is awesome for sure. I'll tell you that much. O to B Roly. And well, I think one of the my favorite things about it was not just the advantages of like you can go wherever, people don't notice you, people take care of you, but they're quite literally. Like there's physical. I'm faster. Yeah. I'm stronger doing this than in a human form. Also the glass or crystal bone thing kind of like felt funky. You know how some chondra were like, mm-hmm. we're too yeah. good for people bones. Yep. So we're going to make bones. I don't know if you remember them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Like imagining that was not icky, but like felt strange. As if nothing else in this book is strange. No, right? there is no other strange There's thing. There's no book. other strange thing in this book. Judy, any big thing that jumps out from your memory from this book? I mean, we've talked about a bunch of them already. A bunch but... of them. Mm-hmm. I, I guess one of my favorites was reading with the spook and the whole everything that he was doing in the city. Mm-hmm. And being in New Orleans where there's lots of canals and uh-huh. the, you know, you they were basically in the empty canals. I thought that was kind of cool imagery of mm, yeah of a city and how it might be well different. Ruin giving I don't know if you can see my air quotes behind the mic from anyway. Giving yeah okay. exactly giving another alimantic power alimantic I don't know. Alimantic okay yeah. I was phenomenal. Alimantic power to spook and then appearing to him as Kelsier like was to manipulate him was very interesting to me because then he also had to make the conscious decision to give that up. First of all, he had to come to terms on his own because nobody was like shaking him like spook. It's not real. It's not Kelsier. He just had to be like, why are you laughing at me? I'm not. I'm sharing a look with my father. Mm-hmm. Well, stop. <laughs> stop. Why are you God. Every, every yeah. time they do that, they make me think that I'm like super wrong. I probably am. I'm just sitting here. It's him doing something. Anyway, he had to come to grip with that himself and realize that a lot of the things that Kelsier was saying to him just isn't something that Kelsier would have done. And then realizing 
how much of an effect whatever type of metal had been stabbed into him was like really big. I mean, this this is still a, a kid kid. He's 18, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe something like that. I can, I, I was not, if I was going through that at 18, I'd be like, this is horrible. Well, I mean, it was horrible, but. Not to mention he's been torturing himself for the last year because he lost his father figure at the end of the last book. So do you think you finally have this allomancy and hemallergy all figured out? No. And furukami while we're at it. Let's throw that in. Why not? Well, hemallergy came, we've learned about last. We learned about Yeah, we learned most of the details of that in this book. Yes. Which is still, that's the one that's the most confusing to me. But I guess. That's fair. Hemalurgy is the close, or is the, oh my god. Take somebody else's power by yes. yeah. driving metal through, through them into you. And I Just you. And I believe technically it. it needs to go through their heart into you. It and, and it doesn't have to be immediate. You. you can drive it into the person to steal their power. And then you can put it into you. But the longer the delay, the more of the power is lost. Which is why ideally... You're right between, behind them. You know, I mean, it's right there. It's blood bridge. Dish. It's very icky. It's uh, blood When bridge. you think about how much, how many spikes are in the Inquisitors. Oh, how each much one that of those is, that went through someone. Each one went through somebody. That's why in that first book, we see that scene where they think Marsh is dead because it's really gory. And then you have to come to terms with the fact that that was not just one person that was destroyed. Or it was unlikely that it was one person destroyed within that room. Yeah. Yeah. Icky. The icky. There's a yeah. dark secret. Yeah. yeah. Just one, though. Just one dark secret. So, Just one. the Hero of Ages has changed the game. Predictions for the future. Do you think that means Allomancy, Farukami, Hemallergy have been wiped off now? Is that done? Hmm. I mean, I guess it depends on... I think it could still exist, but that's going to be dependent on Seyzed's decisions. But with that said, also... So Seyzed has the ability to decide. I would I would imagine so. I mean, it's going to stick around most likely because if it's something that was... Like, people were born with it, at least in this sphere of this planet, this setting, I would imagine Seyzed leaving, it's not like he's sucking away the elementic power with it. Now, whether or not it goes on throughout the entirety of the Cosmere is oh. a different... And just to be clear so that he doesn't necessarily mislead you, because it's been a while since you read it, he does explicitly say that he made Spook full misborn. Right. So he has kids. There must still be power out there. There may still be. Whether or not that's something that he gives to other beings, because, again, going into the whole preservation, giving a part of themselves to humans leading to allomantic power... I would imagine Seizad taking upon that or taking that power upon himself would give him the opportunity to do that. Will he? Will he? <laughs> she just pled the fifth. Ah. <laughs> I can't speak for the Sanderson himself. The Sanderson. Brando Sando. Okay. <clears throat> so as you have finished this trilogy, there are three more books out there and a fourth about to be released. It's a new era. It's directly connected to it, but it's not quite the same. There is a time jump. So you don't just pick up where this left off. Same world, but I believe After. like 300 years later. About 300 later. years. Okay. okay. And things have changed, but it's a continuation of Mistborn in that sense, that there is more to be told. 
do you have interest? Is it something you think, you know, I might want to check it out at some point? No is, an a, no is an okay answer. Did Brandon Sanderson do well enough with this to pique your curiosity to at least explore the alloy of law? I was more invested, I think, in the first one than I was in the second or the third. So I think having to keep track, and part of it was like this last one, I'm just like, they're doing what? Huh? Okay. And just keep going. Maybe it'll figure out eventually. And I think I lost a lot in going through it that maybe didn't dig into enough. So I'm not sure Mm -hmm. that just picking up the next one, if I would actually get it. Yeah. Or if I'd have to go back and actually reread some of this. What do you think? I think that I overall really enjoyed it. I did. I enjoyed the first book. I actually might have enjoyed have enjoyed the third book the most, even though it was the most confusing. The first one could have been a standalone if it wanted to, in my opinion. I think the second one was interesting in the last three chapters. And (laughs) I think the last one, while being the most confusing, was particularly interesting. But because it's confusing, you had to like be willing to be confused, if you will. Okay. Yeah. And after that, I also just have so many other things I want to read. Like there for me, it's also it's between my TBR and me not necessarily being prepared to be actively confused again. I, pr- yeah. I probably wouldn't. That's not to say I didn't enjoy it. I just may not necessarily be interested in doing it again. And I'm, I got attached to these characters. I don't know if I'm going. That's often my issue with hair jump things. Yeah. Now, and to be fair, neither one of us is sci-fi fantasy our go-to genre. That is also true. That's not to say that other people who are actively interested in sci-fi fantasy shouldn't read that or we'll share our experience. So if for whatever reason you're a crazy person listening to this and haven't even read any of Mistborn yet, if you decide to read it, go through it, and you're like, oh my God, I have to go through to the next generation, pretty much. Is that what it's (laughs) It's called? It's more of a Era. Well, I know. I'm just... (laughs) Hey. He was asking a question. Anyway. Era, I'm sorry. If you want to carry on to the next era... Do it. All that matters at the end of the day when it comes to books is that you enjoyed it. Unless the book is... Sucks. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> bad in the sense of writing or content. There's some books I where I'm like, maybe content, yeah, more, maybe we shouldn't... Maybe maybe that shouldn't have been written. Maybe. That's not, that's not as common though. But the point is, is if you enjoy any type of literature, it means that you're doing something that makes you happy. Go for it. Just because... I probably won't read the next era. It sounds like Judy prob- probably might. Won't. Maybe we'll see. Well, give her another twenty years. Having heard your reactions, the things you liked and didn't like about era one, and I'm the only one here who's read era two at this point, I can tell you that the things you more liked about these era two leans into more. The stuff that frustrated you, that bored you at times, there's much less of in era two. Therefore, I also enjoy Era 2 much more. Now, not everybody agrees with me on that, but the majority of people do. One example I'll give you is simply that it leans more into the characters and their relationships. Even though there's a lot about characters and relationships here, it's even more built on the interactions between these characters and introduces in those interactions more humor than there was here. This is a more serious trilogy. There's serious stuff happening in Era 2, but it's intentionally built to be lighter, to be a more enjoyable read. 
and the, and the mysteries that you're trying to figure out, you have to figure out mysteries here too. Mm -hmm. The mysteries are a little more in the background in era two. Okay. There's action happening. The mysteries are the sub level that you do have to figure out eventually, but it's, it's different. Granted, so. when the next book comes out and you inevitably read it, maybe that will be false and we'll all be surprised. Perhaps. When I read The Alloy of Law, I initially didn't like it because it wasn't this. It was so different from the first trilogy. I'm like, what is this trash? I was looking for more Mistborn. This isn't Mistborn. But it is. I needed to accept it for what it was. Things had changed a bit. And the focus, the style was different. Right. Now, when I got over that, well, I enjoyed the book. I've read it twice now. And I like it better than these. But it was an abrupt change that if you're not ready for it, now you're ready. I've warned you. But if you're not ready for it, you're like, what? I didn't need this. Mm -hmm. I will say me saying that you have to be willing to be confused with this book. I mean, that's the best way I can phrase it is you, you have to just be willing to go. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Let's, let's go down this road. Let's see where this goes. I have no idea where it's going, mm -hmm. but sure. I still found enjoyable. Like a lot of it was compelling at a bare minimum from like just a reader meta standpoint, if you will. I'm sitting here going like, how did he even, like, did he just wake up one morning and go, you know what would be really cool? If people would stab each other with metal and then get powers. Yeah, like, how, do, how do people think how, of this? this I'm like, good good for you. And You're yeah. clearly successful because and Zach, you may have heard this already. One of the things about Brandon Sanderson and why a lot of people enjoy his writing is he has a lot of confidence in the reader. He doesn't feel like he has to hold your hand. He doesn't. He, he intentionally typically, leaves mysteries out here for you yeah. to just eventually you'll figure it out. He doesn't typically over explain in a way that is talking down nope. the reader, nope. which I appreciate. He makes the assumption you are intelligent readers and eventually you'll get it. If, well, I'm not yet. I'm still working on that. <laughs> if you, again, haven't read these books and are listening to this, first of all, why to each their own? Second of all, there is an index in the back <laughs> that apparently people don't know about. By people, you mean yourself? <laughs> no, I. She knows I, it's I like, like, You use it all the time. That's, but you? that's what I'm saying. I'm like, heads up, the first book especially, I would stop and be like, absolutely not. And then I'd flip to the back of the book and be like, okay, I'm what, back on track. And then, oh, what's yeah, that metal? It's oh, like metal. I don't. No. Shoot. What are these nicknames? There's four nicknames for each type of Alamancer. So it's going to oh, be one the of them. The street name and the yeah. proper name and the nickname that the wealthy people have. Right. Or it's like the drugs. rapper name. It's like... drugs. Okay, Judy, I have a question for you. Being you, you're reading the second to last book now of The Wheel of Time. Yes. Brandon Sanderson had written these books, the Mistborn trilogy, mm -hmm. when Robert Jordan passed away. Okay. And when he was tapped to be the guy to finish the Wheel of Time series. This is really all that was published for Brandon Sanderson at that point. He's written a ton of stuff since. And he'd written but this was it. some other things, but they weren't published yet. Right, right, right. And Brandon Sanderson, he, he gets this job because when he was a big Wheel of Time fan. And when Robert Jordan passed away, Brandon Sanderson had a blog. As, a, as an author, and he put out on the blog basically his own little mini eulogy to Robert Jordan okay. for all this had meant to him, the Wheel of Time, and, and how thankful he was for what Jordan had put out there. And somebody who read that passed that on to Robert Jordan's widow, and she read that, and she was like, maybe this guy could be the guy to help us finish these books, and someone handed her Mistborn then, and she 
at least read part of it, and then called Brandon Sanderson. Funny story. He said she calls him up and and they have a quick conversation. You know, you're you're on a, a short list of people we're considering to to finish my husband's works. The, the list only had one name on it at that point. It was Brandon Sanderson, <laughs> but they, they didn't tell Brandon that. So when you've been reading now Wheel of Time books, these last two you're reading, that's Brandon Sanderson's writing with Robert Jordan's material. Do you see the comparison? How did the two compare in in style? I mean, do you, do you see any of Brandon's writing as you saw it in Mistborn in these last Wheel of Time books? That was a lot of words to get that to that That was question. a lot of words to get to that question. But I think there was so much laid out for Wheel of Time that if you didn't follow what Robert Jordan, if he hadn't followed what Robert Jordan had laid out and very much had the plan for, you know, it could have been screwed up. Just, you know, he, he kind of had to take that to that point. I think he was true to those characters, but yet there's some of this complexity. I think that we see in his own writing here with Mistborn, that complexity that Robert Jordan, some of his characters have complexity to them like that. So I think you can see that kind of similarity in style mm -hmm. of like them having, you know, you're talking about, can I say names? Uh, <laughs> you can say care. names, but not details, care. please. Okay. Yeah. You can say a say of wheel of times. You can say names. So, so if they know, they know. But. Okay. So if like, I think there's complexity to like Nynaeve's character that, we're still searching for here in this last book and a half that I'm still in or Egwene. We've got parent. I mean, any of those core characters that came out of the two rivers, there's complexity to them. And she's characters. not full spoiling because she hasn't finished the series. I have yet. not finished. Okay, so so I, I think in that sense, you know, there was complexity to some of these characters. And I think he could use his background in that mm -hmm. to carry over for his writing in what he did to finish Jordan's work. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. Tiny fun teaser for you. And I want to ask Zach the question to see if he, if he knows the answer, actually. Oh, there is one primary secondary character. That's a bad way to say it. That's a really bad there way to say it. There is one important <laughs> secondary character. Prominent. In these last three books that is entirely Brandon Sanderson's creation. A lot of characters he was working with that were things Robert Jordan had already started with and Sanderson finishes. But there's one character that's not introduced until these books that's completely Brandon Sanderson's guy. And in fact, he came up with this, and it's a guy. He I came up with this person. He, he bounced it off of the editor, Harriet Jordan. Uh, well, her last name's different, but Harriet. And uh, and she said, yeah, yeah, you could do that. I, th I think my I know, husband would have liked. I know who a you're talking about. A guy that he added. I know who you're talking about. I wouldn't describe them as a secondary character, but I do think they're important. You just more tertiary? Just because of how few books. Okay. I put tertiary. I just um, like the word tertiary. But I do know who you're talking about. Hmm. Don't think I'm far enough along to figure that one out okay. yet. Well, um, we won't I've give got, the answer I, yet. I, I, a lot I, of people out there going, ooh, 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 I know this answer. <laughs> I'm at a weird point in my brain going, do they show up before the last book? Is it the second to last that they show up? Or is it just sure the last book? No, I'm pretty sure it's the second to the last. When I'm done, they'll tell me who it is. But maybe it's and not then we'll find out. First letter's a P, right? No. Is it not? No. Is that not that character's name? Great. Not a not a not a P. No. Their name's not a P, the other person's a P. Yeah. Yes, yes. We are on the same person. I just yes, can't remember. Okay. I can't remember his name. Right. 
<laughs> I'm really confused now. And on that note, I think it's a good time to wrap up this episode. Oh, I'm still we've trying got, to find the line about section. him being ginger. And we've got one last section we need oh. to do because we did it in the last two. Oh, okay. I have a small list. Oh, he does. Uh, all right, all right. Um, and we're gonna get it's the smallest list of all the books that we've had. Well, because there's mostly a lot of it's going to characters. be just repeats. Re- it's um, been months, so they might not have read yeah. or watched these three episodes straight together. So we're gonna so remind have what's going to happen. Some names, characters from the, this this book in particular, but in this case, I'm not asking it for this book. I'm asking it for the series. How did you feel about this character on a scale of one to ten? Now you can choose to answer this subjectively as to whether or not you liked them or objectively as to whether or not you think they're a good character. You can elaborate as much or as little as you want, but one to 10, 10 being good, one being bad. What, what are our thoughts? We're going to start with some big ones. Vin. Fine. Fine is not a, not a number. <laughs> one through 10. <laughs> I, so Vin, it got pretty high scores for me for the first two books, mm-hmm. but in book three, I kind of felt like her, contributions were less maybe it's been too long since i read the book i don't know but i wasn't as like taken by her as i was in the first two i i'm like 50 50 so five maybe six or seven four Uh, four from right i find her to be so static like i just don't feel like she grew at i mean like age-wise like (laughs) time progresses i guess but i guess that's how time works but i i Maybe she, that's she why. was a mistborn and then some guys found her and she was good at what she did. That's it. Like once we learned about her being a mistborn, <laughs> there was next to nothing compelling about her. It was everything that was give like not given to her, but like the title of Hero of Ages being given to her. Like that was interesting. She wasn't, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. Like that maybe I just think it's funny. But like, I don't think you're wrong. Does necessarily. that, you're does that kind of make sense? Like, I feel yeah. like she was. Yeah. yeah. I feel so, like she so was totally static. Makes sense. Next big one, Ellen. I give Ellen at least an eight. He. In this book, he kind of he gets so to fast. shine a little bit more. He's got the misbornness now. He didn't have that in the last book. So it wasn't until the end of the previous one. And he's got where he goes out on a limb and does some things and really shows some leadership skills, not just trying to follow along with the crowd like it seemed like mm-hmm. everybody wanted to do. Yeah. And so I'll give him points for that. How many eight. points? Nate? I, I think I, you get some brownie points for figuring out kind of the ATM miss things as well. I also just think that he he was the person that was willing to figure things out more than almost anyone. Everybody else was very like A to B. He was like, but how, how do, why, why is this happening? A what do I do? Why? Wow. Yeah. Like, you know how it works, but obviously, but the, <laughs> but the idea that he was the one I think figuring out the most, whether it's mm-hmm. how to approach the situation, how to work with what you have, just, he seemed the most adaptable. Okay. So that's um, why he gets at least an eight, if not a nine from me. Next on my list, I've got Breeze. Uh, a little more broken in this book than he's been previously. Do we have any thoughts about him or through the series? I mean, he didn't, I did not I like mean, him. He's, he kind of sticks with them through it. You mm-hmm. know, he's kind of like the trusty sidekick, so to say. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't give up on them um, type thing. Six. I think it's 
Yeah, I'd say a six or seven. I just like he was for as selfish and arrogant as he came across. Like he's he's that kind of person that seems uppity, but isn't necessarily like he's like you said, he's stuck with them kind of thing. He could have gone off, did whatever he mm-hmm. wanted to. He was a very powerful soother. He could probably get away with murder kind of thing. And I guess he did. But <laughs> <laughs> he cared about people, and it was evident that he cared about people, which I appreciated. So keeping with the trusty sidekicks, how about Ham? Same kind of feelings? Something different? I, <laughs> I mean, Ham was never the same after Kelsier died. He just wasn't. Are you thinking Ham or are you thinking Docs who died in the last book? Was Docs the best friend? Docs was the best friend. I could have sworn it was Ham. Ham's the uh, thug. Sure. But still, I mean, actually, I think it still applies to Ham. I think he was... Ham's the one who tore the sleeves off of his uniforms. Yeah. No, I yeah. I got that. He was... I, I think he was smart. I think he was helpful. I think he was there. <laughs> I won't force you guys to give numbers on that one. You guys feel kind of... I think it's I think it's a five. A fine. Yeah. I had... I had no negatives. I had no positives. I am going to force a number for the next one, though, which is Spook. Done. You he know shines what it is. here. I mean, it's a bare minimum of nine for me. Yeah, I was very conflicted about him through this book. Really? Uh, There's a reason I, for that. That's. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I'm like, dude, what you thinking? I mean, he, he kind of goes out on some limbs where you're like, what are you doing? And in some cases, it almost feels like, okay, you got lucky. That worked. <laughs> Um, I mean, it kind of all comes out for him in the end, but I think some of his journey to get there was a little convoluted. Um, How often is that not true for people? Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. It, it was maybe that made it more realistic, more. So number eight, eight and a half. Again, 8.5. 8.5. <laughs> Perfect. Five. We have the waffle in play. I'm going to go with an, a good 8.75. Oh, see. That's Thanks. more decimals than me. <laughs> my, I mean, my again, my biggest thing is I, I think that this is the saying that he shined is correct, but also just this was the most dynamic he had the opportunity to be. I really think of the story for him as kind of a coming of age for Spook. Yeah, it showed very much his strength and what he came through, but it also definitely showed his weaknesses. Now we're going to do just a couple that are not necessarily huge parts of this book. But the context of the series may change how you felt about them previously. Have you changed how you feel about the Lord Ruler? With the full context of Ruin and Preservation, a lot more of what was going on now. does anything change? No. Yeah. Rachel I says no, so. but she's doing it very quietly, so I don't know if Mike is picking her up. Well, I'm shaking my head very vigorously, even if the mic is people aren't watching. Me. They're listening. Oh, well, maybe they I should watch He had, I think he had better motives for what he was doing than what anyone gave him credit for no one understood him he thought he was doing what was best even though he probably wasn't doing what was best i think so you know i think he could be in retrospect i can think you can see him as more of a conflicted character than a straight bad guy he certainly saw when he made the decision to do what he did that if he didn't do it things were going to be terrible for everybody and didn't see a different path forward right now in a similar different way after the context of the series, do you feel differently about Kelsier? Is it bad that I don't feel different about either of them? Like, I feel no, like... No, you're allowed to have I, the same opinion. I didn't comment on the Lord Ruler, but for me, it's still, like, I understand the conflict, but just, I mean, morally. Like, you should see people starving, dying, being mistreated. 
establishing this hierarchy and know that that's, I guess, in my opinion, like objectively bad. And if you have all of that power, I don't, I mean, good on you for holding back ruin. 10 out of 10. Great job. You do not care about literally anything else or literally anyone else if that's the case, because that much is evident within their society. Kelsier, good for him for sticking his chest out, doing all this good stuff. Still think he was pretty full of it. I feel like he's full of it. Good good for him for uh, hitting the first domino, if you will. Yeah. In, in retrospect of the series, he, you see now he was kind of that first domino. But if he hadn't done it, would something else have? That's a good point. We just, I mean, we only know because that's the, how the story goes. Just right. because he did doesn't mean somebody else wouldn't have. So it's more just he was... This this sounds almost degrading to him, but it's like, was he special or was he just the first? No, I have four more, and they may just need numbers. Uh, the first of those four, Ruin, as a character. I'm not dignifying that. <laughs> Rach gives a negative one Thank to Ruin. Thank you. Thank right you. Okay. <laughs> as a character, I never, I had a hard time seeing that as a character at all. Mm-hmm. It was more of an entity that was having, I guess that makes in it a this character. In this book, you but... see it a little bit in some of those conversations, especially with Ben. You get to see it kind of personified. It's been too long. Sorry. <laughs> um, the next similar yet different, a very complicated character, Marsh. Across the oh. series, what are you giving for a number? He is so misguided by the end. You just... I just felt bad for him. It was like tragic character. Yeah. And, and, but it's like, but did all of the good, it's like, how did he think going into this, that he was going to be able to retain himself and the good. And he was still fighting for the good at the end, but had no real control for the most part, save for one tiny moment. I think that he is the character that gave up the most out of anyone Mm -hmm. because he didn't understand him allergy. Did I say that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hem- hemorrhagy enough. Like, I mean, people didn't even know it was a thing. Like, they met these, if they were, oh my God, what's the word I always say incorrectly? Inqui- no. Inquisitors? The Steel Inquisitors. Sure. I mean, they just thought that they were jerks with that looked weird and had allomancy. Like, it didn't, it wasn't, at least within the first book, the spikes and everything, you it's not something that people necessarily understood no. if they were outside of that ring. Well, I don't which think he, was. he understood that and going the, into it. And that's what I'm saying is like he sacrificed so much and then it turned out biting him in the ass. Like that's pretty much what there's it an argument to make Marsh a 10. I think there's an argument to make Marsh a 10. I don't think I can give Marsh the full 10, but I do think that he sacrificed the most, did what he could. And does this work and, out in the end without him? I mean, I guess not. Our last two are also ones with big sacrifices, possibly high numbers here. First, we're going to have Seizet. Nine. A nine. Nine. I love him. She just gave God a nine. Hear me out. (laughs) He, for most of this book, was a freaking crybaby. (laughs) There were times where that man needed a good slap across the face. He He was grieving. Yes, but his grief extended into other things. Like there's yes. grieving somebody you lost and there's being a woe is me well, person I because it say, turned into what, what, it, what am I anymore? Who am yeah, I? What is going It's like, get a grip. <laughs> he wasn't grieving the 
person alone. It was he was grieving the fact that he lost everything he believed in. We're thankful to note Rachel's graduate degree is not counseling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, mom? Get Say a Zed? get a grip. Oh, he. Okay, if I'm going over the whole series, mm-hmm. then yes, I would say a nine or ten. But this last book for me, it was like, where are you? And then, okay. And then it was like, okay, here he is. It was, was, I had a hard time with him as a character as much as I loved, loved, loved him in the first two. So let's balance it across the series. I said a nine or 10, nine. So nine nine or 10 still, even with Even still with this book. So he could have made the 11. He's so integral in it that you can't i mean you can't take him out last one last one one of the easiest for me i think for rachel as well 10 soon 11. (laughs) sorry did i did i go too slow that was the good boy school the good Good boy boy. (laughs) which feels degrading because he's not not a dog dog. like he's not a dog but he just he sacrificed so much and stuck to his guns i mean he went through this he went through that and he's like no this is i you guys are wrong Mm -hmm. and that's huge that's he he went i mean for the way he he, for his people he is still by his very nature kind of gross though when you think about it yeah that's not important honestly (laughs) if you told me tomorrow that roly could undo off of his bones and become a pile of bleh, he'd, he'd still, still be, be the best boy. boy. Yeah, he'd still be my best boy. And if you mention, you know, that and, you know, if you forget to walk him, he could kill you, eat your bones, and become you. No, no he, he couldn't. Can't. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> because the contract. He's not allowed to kill people. The world has changed. Other people, mm, yeah, but he like, killed Chandra, but he can't kill other people. Well, he wasn't supposed to kill. Them. Well, they didn't like it, but it wasn't against the rules. It really. was the unspoken against. The- Anyways, number for your mom. We'll give him. That was a ten. It didn't come through. Okay. And that's all well, I've got. I that list. That's it then. That was fun. Thank you, ladies, for joining us for this. Rachel is still looking for that quote or thing she it's wanted to find in the book. It's true. I know what is. Yes, he's a redhead. <laughs> Thank you, everyone out there, for being with us, for joining us for this wild and crazy conversation about Miss Bourne, the hero of ages, the fun we had with the book, the fun the ladies had with the book. And we hope that if you have not read it and somehow watched this anyways, you know, we didn't tell you everything, go read the books, enjoy them for yourselves. Perhaps we've inspired another reread if you have already read them. And definitely, I encourage you to check out Era 2 if you have not done that yet, because uh, it flows nicely from Era 1. And there's going to be like... Era three, era four, and maybe era five. Yeah, it was wow. meant to be an era one, two. I and might three, not live long enough for all of that. But the current era that is era two is actually like one point five or something. I don't know. Yeah, and there'll be more time jumps. Sorry, Zach. So it yeah, goes. I'll deal. All right, so thank you, everybody. I'm gonna play our outro music. <laughs> they get to see me get up for this. Mm-hmm. There it is. You kind of see it, and then my glasses. I don't need to see myself. Please go ahead and look for ways to connect with us. Subscribe to our content like this episode right there down below here now. Notes, review us on audio is there. Find us on Discord. If you really enjoy this, look for us on Patreon and Fantasy Engages. We love your support. 
Thanks, everyone. Talk to you next time. Bye. As I reach slowly, slowly back. <laughs>